0: welcome to Nerd of Paradise. I'm your host, Kate, and you're listening to episode 15. If you like time travel and you like reading, you're probably going to love this episode. It's all about time travel, and we talked to three different authors who have all written in the genre. I thought it was really interesting to get these authors' different takes on time travel, and so there's some really fascinating differences between them, but also fascinating is some of the similarities between them. I think time travel is a really, really interesting field to look at. And of course, it's a really nerdy topic, which is why I wanted to discuss it on Nerd of Paradise. I feel like time travel is so popular because we are so curious as human beings. We always wonder, what if? What if we could go back and change something? What if we could go back and witness some event in the future? And what's the future going to hold for us? And it seems like these questions are universal, and you can talk to people from all different walks of life, and you will probably get some similar responses, so some really, really fascinating stuff. And so, yeah, we'll get into that and how time travel has inspired these authors. So first up, it's my brother Micah. You guys remember him? He was on the Ada Lovelace episode, which featured another time travel novel about Ada Lovelace and Steve Jobs. And he has a new book out called Broken Tablet, which you might have heard a little bit about on the mini episode a little while back. So he wrote a fascinating novel about time travel in a time period that is not explored too often. So why don't we get into that interview and we'll let Micah tell us more about it. All right. So I'm here with Micah Joel.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: as you might remember, he's my big brother, too. All in the family. Yeah. We're all nerds. Well, or most ge- of us. Yeah. Are you a, You're not a nerd, you're a geek? I'm both. <laughs> this is the time travel episode. So you recently have released a time travel novel that we talked about a little bit in a mini episode not too long ago. So why don't we just remind everybody, what's your book called?
1: Yeah, it's called Broken Tablet. Subtitle: Bronze Age time travel makes it really convenient for, for search engines, and uh, yeah, I'm holding the paperback copy of it in my hands here, and uh, yeah, looks the cover is great. I had an artist help me out with the cover, and yeah, I'm I'm, just, I'm really happy with how this turned out.
0: So cool! Is that the first book you've had like published on paper? If
1: all right, so for the, fiction. There was an episode ten years ago. I did an experiment with uh, Lulu, and I had a rough draft of a of a novel that will never, ever, ever, ever see light of day. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a rough draft printed out just so I could have it in my hands to proofread. Oh, okay. Cool. This is this is the first uh, saleable thing I've had in print.
0: Gotcha. That's really cool. Awesome. So. This book has been in the works for a while, hasn't it? Because was that the same rough draft that I read of yours, like, many years ago?
1: Yeah, this idea has been kicking around for a while. I uh, went to the Viable Paradise workshop for a week and Martha's Vineyard. That was in 2010. Wow. And to get into that, you have to submit 8,000 words of something. And my 8,000 words were uh, an earlier ancestor of what became Broken Tablet. Nice. So... So yeah, it's been a while. Book two is on the schedule to happen much more rapidly.
0: Cool. When is that supposed to be?
1: But, uh, by the end of the year, for sure.
0: Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah. So do you want to give people like a little overview of Broken Tablet?
1: All right. So it's not, I swear it's not autobiographical at all, but you know, <laughs> this guy named Shiloh, who works in Silicon Valley, and he just gets fed up with the culture there. Everyone's focused on gadgets and upgrading and and you know the Silicon Valley culture is not not to his liking so he does what a lot of people only dream about and he goes full luddite he gives up all technology and goes off to live with his he has some uh, relatives who live in the middle east out in and they raise sheep they live out in the open in tents he gives up all technology except for one tablet Um, which is a phone-sized device in this universe that his boss gives him on his way out. And then he gets thrown back in time to the Bronze Age with only his broken tablet. And he has to figure out, you know, he's got Wikipedia on there, which would Mm. be a nice thing to have if you're a time traveler. Yeah. Um, But in order to get that working, he has to reinvent enough technology to get his phone running again. So all kinds of things ensue. So this is based somewhat on uh, a book you may have heard of, Mark Twain's A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: with some, in my opinion, uh, needed twists for the 21st century. So Mark Twain's attitude towards people of the past was kind of, um, how should we say this, (laughs) not terribly complimentary. (laughs) Right, he considered them bumpkins and 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 not not very sophisticated. Mm-hmm. And it's some it's quite the opposite in this book. The people that Shiloh encounters in the past, in their own way, are are extremely sophisticated, and they have a different take on what technology is and how it works. And uh, those two systems of thought actually come into conflict, which leads up to the grand climax of the book.
0: Awesome. You had that Amazon campaign, and now you have some really cool reviews. I thought it'd be fun to read a few of the reviews. All right. Okay, so I'm just going to... Is there any that you would like me to read, or like, should I just pick a few random ones?
1: Uh, The the top one uh, I like quite a bit.
0: I like that one, too. Okay, so this one says, Time Travel at its Best by TTI, whoever that is. A fun read, a play on a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court with more than current technology taken back 4,000 years. The story is good. The details that give the tale life are fabulous. Details of the slightly future technology are well done. Details of the life and the current pastoral herders are rich and believable. But the true treasure is the highly detailed and plausible descriptions of the ancient people, places, and culture. So that sounds like exactly like what you were going for.
2: Yay. Yeah.
0: Woohoo. So that's cool. So like that made me think of a question. So like what kind of research did you do for this novel?
1: So I have stacks and stacks of books on the Middle East. Um so the Sumerian culture was responsible for a lot of things that we kind of take for granted now like cities, uh agriculture. Um so there's there's a great deal of of books about that. I've Let's see, a couple of people who have been especially influential. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Thorkild Jacobson who has done a lot of translation. I have a big thick book of Sumerian poetry and translation by him. <laughs> He's actually the inspiration of a character named Thorkild in the novel. Jean Bottoro, probably slaughtering his name, He's, he wrote about A lot of things about the religion about food a lot of times people assume food of of 4,000 years ago must have been gruel but they actually had a very wide array of flavors and tastes and and you know banquet Mm -hmm. and I tried to work lots of food into the novel as well
0: so here's another really good review I like this one new time travel adventure and so different lovable and hateful characters jump off the page I kept finding myself holding my breath. This book develops the main character, Shiloh, so well. So thoroughly, you understand his motives and his reasons for leaving a well-paid techie job with a huge, wealthy corporation to become a shepherd with distant relatives in his homeland. He adjusts to the heat, the sand, living in a tent, and no technology. He is found by two scientists who are funded by a mysterious organization. Is that a spoiler?
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's getting almost to be a spoiler, yeah.
0: The next thing he knows, he's drawn back in time to the Bronze Age. Talk about no technology! I can't say more. I've already given too many clues <laughs> to the, the adventures that follow. So that one was just from a uh, Kindle customer. It says, but yeah, I'm loving these reviews. That's really awesome. You were on the Ada Lovelace episode, so that book also involved time travel. Yeah, so, a little
1: with Steve Jobs in it.
0: Yes. What was that you said before about Steve Jobs? There's a free book or something.
1: Yeah, it's called Misfits. If you search for Misfits free on Amazon, you'll find it. Um, you yeah, it's a free book. And uh, another mini spoiler here: that book actually uses the same underlying theory of time travel as Broken Tablet does.
0: Oh, do you want to talk about that theory a little bit?
1: Um, I'd, I'd rather have people Young kind of
0: people to look it up, read about it yeah <laughs> so does that mean that these books are in the same universe then
1: well i they're in a timeline in the same universe yeah Ooh,
0: interesting so if it's time travel could they run into each other
1: that is a definite possibility
0: <laughs> hmm i might be onto to something here <laughs> time travel seems to be something that you are really interested in why do you think that you're so drawn to time travel.
1: I grew up watching lots of Doctor Who, lots of the uh, old BBC episodes where they were four and six and eight part episodes <laughs> that just kept going on and on.
0: I don't ever remember watching Doctor Who when I was little. Was that before I was born or something?
1: <laughs> um, maybe, yeah.
0: Or was it just too scary for me?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Star Trek, I remember. <laughs> Sorry, go go but,
1: on. Yeah, I, I think ultimately a time travel story is actually a, about the present and not about other times. So it's a, it's a way to hold up a mirror to culture and to the current system of things around you and to have a new perspective on things. And, and I like that a lot. I like helping people see things in a new way.
0: Okay, so you said that um... – Shiloh's not based on you, but if you could time travel, what time period would you time would you time travel to?
1: I'd want to go to the future,
0: yeah, like how far
1: uh, well far enough that they have uh uh solved the disease problem <laughs> <laughs> that would be inevitable if you know I think anytime there was actual time travel, I think whoever came from the farther in the past on the timeline would be in serious trouble uh bacteriologically. Speaking. <laughs> that's
0: true. <laughs> <laughs> if you went back in time, is there like one thing you'd like to go back and change?
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Um
0: do you like go kill baby Hitler or <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm not into the killing part so much. Um <laughs> I you know, in in a lot of the theories of time travel, you can't actually do that because you just end up branching creating a, a new branch. Right. And you don't end up uh, affecting the, the initial branch at all, which is convenient if you want to avoid paradoxes.
0: <laughs> paradoxes are the worst.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I would probably yeah, you got me thinking. I
0: thought I lost you. <laughs> um,
1: I would probably try to go back and encourage my younger self, and just uh, show show how far I could get in life because awesome. yeah, my, my younger self, I was, I had a thousand different hobbies. I was all over the place. And, you know, if I, if I could have had some idea of, of a destination, I think that would have helped me focus on a lot more things.
0: That reminds me of, uh, did you ever see that movie, the kid? <laughs> uh, no. It's a, it's like a Disney movie where, um, with Bruce Willis and like it's, kind of time travel but kind of not because his eight-year-old self like comes to him and so it's like they're existing at the same time but it's like basically like what would you want to tell your eight-year-old self Hmm. it's a good movie you should watch it (laughs) (laughs) can't believe i've never made you watch it before (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah that's interesting like with doctor who some of the really like poignant good episodes you know like one that comes to mind was um father's day do you remember that one with rose talking about the newer doctor who by the way too um but she with her dad because her dad had gotten run over and killed and so like she gets to go back and meet her dad so it's like really interesting because with time travel um a lot of a lot of what we experience is like in our own personal timeline but then there's like the greater timeline of everything else around us and it's just crazy
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Every person you meet is the is the protagonist in their own story that's playing out.
0: Wow, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> deep thoughts. <laughs> Let's get back to talking about Broken Tablet then. Where can people go to find out more about it?
1: All right, so come check out this book. Come leave me some more reviews. You can find me on micajoel.info slash Ixion, I-X-I-O-N. That's the name of the series, which is Ixion Revolution. And little mini spoiler in the pronunciation of Ixion, too. But, uh, yeah, read my blog. There's all kinds of little tidbits and details spelled out in there.
0: Ooh, sounds intriguing. And plus there's all those other cool things that we talked about earlier, like the music and the coloring pages. Is there anything else?
1: Uh, beer recipe. Oh, yeah, beer. Yeah.
0: Have you actually tried the beer recipe?
1: I have. I milled my own barley. I uh, threw the kernels up in the air and let the wind blow away the chaff. What? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's cool. I was thinking about doing a beer episode sometime. I'll have to have you come on if I do that.
1: You should definitely give me a ring.
0: Yeah? (laughs) That'd be cool. Sweet. Cool. All right. So, and then if people want to connect with you on Twitter or email, where can they find you?
1: On Twitter, I am Micapedia. And I'm also on Goodreads, and I'm definitely not on Facebook.
0: Same. High five. <laughs> <laughs> We're nerds. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show, and we yeah, you bet. We are excited for the next installation.
1: All right, I'm hard at work on it.
0: Woohoo! All right, so thanks, bro. It was awesome chatting some time travel with you, and your new book is amazing. Everybody should go out and read it. And we look forward to your next one. And don't forget to head over to micajoel.info slash geeks and sign up for the newsletter because you'll get a free prequel to Broken Tablet. Here's the little summary on micajoel.info for the free prequel that you get. It says, A young brewer loses his mother but is still responsible for providing beer for the ancient city of Ur. To do so, he needs help from an unlikely source. So there we go again with the Sumerian beer. So, and this one's called Make Your Own. So, interesting stuff. You guys probably want to check that out. All right, so moving on. The next author that I talked to is Nathan Van Koops. He has written a few books about time travel as well. And he calls his genre time travel adventure. So let's go ahead and play that interview and we'll find out more about time travel adventure. All right. So I'm excited to be talking with author Nathan Van Koops. Welcome to the show, Nathan.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. All right. So I thought maybe we can just start with like with yourself giving a brief bio and so people kind of know who you are and what you do.
2: Okay. Yeah. My name is Nathan Van Koops, and I am an author. I live in St. Petersburg, Florida, and I've been writing a series called In Times Like These for the past few years. I've got Three books in the series right now, and they all deal with time travel adventure. So I've um the first story is sort of a back to the future-ish type tale of some friends going back in time, getting stuck in the 1980s, and having to find their way home and having to learn how to time travel. And then the second book is called The Chronathon. It's a time travel adventure race through history and then into the future. And then the next, the third book of the trilogy is going to be coming out July 12th, and it's called The Day After Never, which will be another adventure with a lot of future um, time travel involved. Cool. Yeah. So
0: you said it's a series. Is it like the same characters through all the books? or
2: It is. I try to write standalones when possible. The first two books will stand alone, and you can read either one in either order. The third one is... Um, best read as the third book in the okay. series just because it sort of wraps up and ties together a lot of loose ends from the first two okay. but I, I don't like cliffhangers usually in books <laughs> I really enjoy just being able to pick up a book read it walk away from it at the end and feel satisfied and be happy yeah. and not have, not have to read five more books just to get to the end of it gotcha. so yeah
0: cool all right so what inspired you to write in the time travel genre
2: well I, I grew up in, you know, the generation that I grew up with Back to the Future, and uh, that was a big inspiration, obviously. And, you know, subsequently getting in, into, you know, Doctor Who and other other elements of time travel that have become part of our pop culture. But I think Back to the Future is where it started. And then I, when I wanted to become a writer, when I started writing, I an idea for another story that was just a little bit too broad in scope for me to tackle at the time. But then I had this idea for a time travel story. And I, I've been one of those people who watches everything to do with time travel movies. Uh, I've read as many books as I can get my hands on and I'm always sort of picking apart the issues with it because there's always a hole somewhere in the the theory, but some of them are very obvious. Sometimes you watch movies and you just sort of cringe because they don't take into account anything like, the earth moving or you know, what if you just show up randomly in this grassy field? Why don't you have grass stuck through your legs? Like why are you know, there's so many issues with time travel that sort of get glossed over. I was excited to write a story that took into account some of the dirtier scientific details of time travel and factor things like that in. I wanted to say, okay, well if you know I want to come up with a system that works or a theory in the book anyway, that functions and seems like it could be real life. And I was excited to do that. And I, th- I think I succeeded cool. with the series. Yeah.
0: All right. So you mentioned theories. Um, so without giving away too many, like, major spoilers for your books, do you want to talk about just some um, general time travel theories?
2: Sure. Sure. Yeah. A lot of people come up with, you know, different methods. There's, of course, your future time travel only, like one directional time travel where people – you know, you use Einstein's theories where you travel, you know, near the speed of light and come come back, and all of a sudden you're in the future, or sometimes there's wormholes, which is probably the most popular one, where someone opens up a gate, like Stargate or something like that, and just walks through and, and ends up in a different time or different place. What I did for my s- series was I invented a fictional particle called gravitite, and what I had happen was that everyone has this particular particle in them and any objects that have this particular particle in them can time travel and things that don't can't. But the problem, like I said, one of the biggest issues I wanted to resolve was how do you, if you were to jump through time from the spot you're sitting in right now, wherever that might be, to three days from now or to three days ago, you would be in our space because the planet would have moved. It would have left you behind and it would have been thousands upon thousands of miles away because we're Mm -hmm. traveling all the time so fast. So how could you possibly jump through time without also jumping through space? So I came up with a system that's basically, I call it anchor based time travel so that the characters in the story get a chronometer, which is basically a watch type device that will ground them to the nearest non gravitite infused object that they're touching. So say for example, you're standing next to a table, you could touch the table and you would show up in the same relative location to that object in whatever time you're jumping to. So the fun part about that is if someone moves the table then they move where you show up. So in addition to being jumping through time you're also it's allowed me a lot of uh, opportunities to play with space as well because you could use it almost like a teleportation method. If you were to move the object that you're jumping to then you just show up where that new location is not necessarily where you started and that can be very dangerous. One of the things I wanted to highlight was all the potential ways you could die doing that in time travel. It's, it's a very fun and you know, throwing all those dangers at the characters where if you were sitting on a couch and then time traveled, the couch would re- retake its original shape while you were gone. So when you showed back up, you'd have a couch cushion embedded through your butt, you know, it would be very uncomfortable and, of terrible location to time travel from. So (laughs) I wanted to play with those things and and have fun with the spatial relationships of time travel. And that was a big challenge for me coming up with a theory that worked, but that was the sort of thing that I liked to think about. That's those, when I was looking at time travel stories and, you know, taking those things into consideration and picking apart other time travel movies and such, then it, Made me want to not be able to pick apart my own theory, so mm-hmm. it it was a lot of fun to write and, and it's just a a good adventure story. I grew up on adventure stories, so I just want a fun escapist read that people can enjoy and people that love time travel have been pretty happy with it That's cool
0: I noticed yeah. um so do you call your genre a time travel adventure?
2: I do it? I sort of specify that because there are so many different types of time travel out there a mm-hmm. lot time travel romance is obviously a big. Um, genre where you know you have your outlander type series where someone jumps through time and has you know a romance in some you know Scottish Highlands or maybe they go travel to wherever they travel to but those types of stories the sort of there and back again stories mostly the time travel is just a method to get the protagonist to some other spot in history and have all of the action happen there mm-hmm. uh, and that was what I didn't want to do. I didn't want to just send a character to the 1950s or wherever and just have them have the whole story there and then have them come back at the end. I wanted time travel to be an ongoing part of the story. I wanted to use it, um, I kind of used the comparison. Uh, when J.K. Rowling gave us Harry Potter, she didn't just say, uh, we only had to walk through one door and we only had to take that one leap of magic as possible. But once we walked through that door, she showed us that magic could be used to do your dishes and do, you know, have a clock that tells you where all your family members are. There were fun things in there that weren't just conquering the world or doing big things. She showed us a whole society of magic and magic joke shops and what that would look like. And I wanted to sort of open up a world where time travel was possible and explore what would that be like. So in the in the second book, that was very much about, well, what if you had a time travel adventure, right? What if there was a bunch of time travelers? What would you do for fun? And that's where I came up with the idea of this sort of amazing race through history where all the characters have to race through different time periods. And, and it's essentially there, you know, if you're a time traveler, you probably have plenty of money because... I don't know. You can win the lottery whenever you want. Like getting money or getting rich, it would be boring after a while. What would you do to really spice up your life as a time traveler? So, I just had a great time creating a world where time travel wasn't just there and back, and it wasn't just one single time traveler having the adventure. I wanted the whole world to be an adventure. So that's why I kind of narrowed down the genre a little bit and said this isn't just a romance. This is it might it has romance in there, but This is all about the adventure.
0: Awesome. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it was was fun. So how about you personally? Like if you could go back or forward or anywhere in time, where would you go?
2: Oh, that's such a tough question. (laughs) And there are so many. I I think that I might be a futurist. I might want to go see the future and explore that. Because I, I really do love history and I love exploring the past and researching the past but I'm incredibly excited to see that next big thing that we're missing right now like when when you read science fiction books from the 60s or you know earlier or what the predictions were even you know the time machine HG Wells what were the things that he predicted might happen and you can never quite see past the thing that's going to change everything like for us we couldn't have foreseen the internet being what it is and or just computers in general you know in the if you read 60s science fiction there everything's got you know tubes and everything's you know using technology of the time and making it futuristic but they were missing the possibility of the internet for example Mm -hmm. and i think you know the third book i get into a lot of future stuff and and one of the big leaps forward that i take in the fiction is ai and what that's going to do for us, what will happen when machines become more intelligent than us. And, um, you know, they call that the, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the word right now, but, um, singularity, the, the technological singularity, when will machines become smarter than us and, and start advancing beyond our capacities to keep up. And that's a fun concept to think about. And I, I'm just very curious about what the future will bring. And it's fun to, try to predict that so i think if i were were time travel i would definitely go forwards in time yeah i would (laughs) want to be able to come back though i don't want to be i don't want a one-way trip i I would like to be able to to return i think you don't want to do
0: like a fry uh, um futurama
2: (laughs) no i don't want to just get stuck out there
0: (laughs) okay well so your next book comes out uh july 12th Mm -hmm. so um do you want to talk a little more about that and tell people like a little more about that and how they can find that and all that good
2: stuff? Sure. Absolutely. I'd love to. The The series in general is, I mostly sell it on Amazon, although you can get in times like these, the first book of the series, you can get it on Barnes and Noble and a couple of other locations as well. And the first, the ebook of the first uh, story in times like these is free on Amazon. Uh, you can also go on my website, NathanVanCoups.com. And if you subscribe, I send you a free copy of the book and that's as an ebook and then the next couple um are also available on amazon and the third one will like i said will be out the 12th i'm having a a fun facebook launch party so if anyone is listening to this prior to that and want to check it out there will be a a launch party with lots of prizes and guest authors and things like that going on yeah so but uh, my website's the best place to look at any information about the series it's just nathanvancoops.com
0: Cool. Awesome. So and like social media and stuff like that, where can people follow you?
2: Yep. Um, same thing. Just my name, Nathan Van Koops. I'm the only Nathan Van Koops in the world. So it's really <laughs> easy. So pretty much all the websites and everything is just my name. Um, that makes my life really simple. So uh, NathanVanKoops.com, Nathan Van Koops on Facebook, Nathan Van Coops on Twitter. And um, well, actually, if you just type in time travel into Amazon, usually my book will One of my books kind of pops up usually pretty quickly, which is great.
0: Sweet. Awesome. Okay. Um, Do you have any final thoughts on time travel or anything like that?
2: No, I'm just, uh, it's an exciting, you know, it's always exciting to hear other people's ideas on time travel. So if people have, things they want to talk about or questions or want to talk to me about time travel. I'm always available. I'm on Goodreads a lot, answer a lot of questions on Goodreads, answer questions on my website. And I love getting emails from from readers and people that want to talk about it because it's just a fun subject. So I love hearing other people's ideas about where they would go and what kind of books they're reading. So I'd love to hear that from from, uh, listeners.
0: Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show.
2: I appreciate you having me.
0: Sounds like fun, doesn't it? So if time travel adventure sounds like something that's right up your alley, be sure to go check out Nathan's books. And thanks again for coming on Nerd of Paradise, Nathan. Okay, so moving on to our last but not least interview. It's with author B.L. Alley, with yet another take on time travel. So without further ado, I will go ahead and play that interview. All right, so now I'm happy to have on the show author B.L. Alley. Welcome to Nerd of Paradise.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So um, maybe we can start with um, a brief introduction if you want to tell people about yourself and give them a little background.
3: I uh, have always been a fan of science fiction and mysteries and things like that, and uh, in elementary school... I uh, wrote some, just wrote some stories for uh, English classes and then uh, took creative writing in high school, which really unleashed my creativity. I wrote some really uh, far out stuff back then, but uh, (laughs) unfortunately I I didn't keep any of it. I wish I had because some of it was truly awful, but uh, (laughs) some of them were kind of interesting. I might've been able to put them together in an anthology or something, but uh, I never really thought about being published. Uh, I just did it for fun and to get a grade. After school, I kind of didn't write anymore for quite a while, and some of this is in my bio, but I'll I'll go over it anyway. I uh, was driving to Colorado, and we passed an old tourist trap that had been closed called twin arrows it's on i-40 in northern arizona and the two arrows they are two giant red and yellow arrows they were still there and suddenly i just was struck with the idea of you know what if something like that started falling and that opened the floodgates and i I started dictating to my wife um all kinds of ideas that just started coming off of that that one image And when I got back, I uh, started kind of putting it together into a story, you know, outlining it, and then I started writing it. But I'd never written anything long form, so I kind of got overwhelmed. Plus, I was uh, still, you know, working full time. So by the time I got home, I was so tired, I uh, I didn't feel like writing too much. Uh, in uh, 2011, I uh, developed a spinal issue which made it difficult to work, and eventually I had to quit my, uh, my job as an electrician. I was hoping to get some surgery to, uh, to get that fixed, but uh, I couldn't do that right away, and I was kind of nervous about that anyway. So I decided to revisit uh, that book that I had started, and with a little uh, free time, I was able to kind of get past some of the blocks I had. I, I decided just to write the story, and regardless of the length it came out, that's what it was going to be. If it was going to be 15,000 words, so be it. In the process of writing that, once I would really gotten going, I I found I really enjoyed that form of storytelling, and I started coming up with other ideas for stories. One I haven't written came from a dream, and other one came from watching baseball, which ultimately was the genesis of uh, the diamond, my second novel, and i I just kept going after that and then one of the other, the other stories i I thought I'd like to tackle was uh time travel because that has had always been one of my favorite sub mm-hmm. I think the first story I read was probably a sound of thunder, and uh i I really liked that kind of uh idea where, you know, all the intricacies of, okay, you go back and one tiny thing changes and suddenly, you know, thousands of years later, millions of years later, everything's completely different because that one insignificant Mm -hmm. event.
0: That's really fascinating.
3: And even some of the other stories where where they're jumping around is, I I love that detail that it requires, kind of like a, a mystery or a heist, which are also favorites of mine. You know, a lot of science fiction ends up coming true, but one of the the truly mysterious frontiers that we're not sure we'll ever achieve is time travel. So I think it's going to be appealing for its mystery for a very long time, maybe forever.
0: Why do you think time travel is so popular, like with pop culture and those kind of things?
3: I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Everybody has something they wish they could go back and change. I also think that's why that particular plot line is is the most popular in fiction, you know, you go back and change something or try to fix it or whatever, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Every, the first thing everyone thinks of is, "Oh, go back and kill Hitler or something <laughs> like that." Or, but uh or, you know, more recently with preventing the Kennedy assassination and and things like that. But I I think everyone can identify with that because we all have something we would love to go back and do differently.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: So I I think that's really the big appeal for that. And again, like I said, I I like different types, not just not just that type of plot, but all kinds of different ones. Just because of the intricacies of that, you know, changing things, but also just the jumping around and how that fits together. Um, Obviously, one of my favorites is The Time Machine, and that's actually a different, completely different plot. You know, Wells chose to have his character just travel into the future to see what's there rather than doing anything to change the past. And it's a fascinating story, and to this day, it amazes me that he was able to imagine all that stuff virtually nothing to base it on it it was all imagination you know now we have all kinds of science and and fiction and everything tv movies to base our ideas on but in the late 1800s there was none of that it all had to be imagined and and that amazes me so
0: yeah so let's talk a little more about your time travel book relative age okay um so I'm looking at the cover. That's a really interesting cover. Do you want to tell us about the cover first?
3: Um. Well, I I don't want to say too much because the cover really relates to uh, the book itself, to mm-hmm. the story. Um. The uh, the main element I call the quantum fetus, and you know the the trigger for the whole story. You know, happens at the very beginning, right? Right in the the first uh, or second paragraph, I think, um, where they activate the machine for the first time, and a human fetus shows up on the pad, hmm. and they have no idea why, because nothing like that was ever planned for future trips. Mm-hmm. So, I'll say that much. But uh, you know, the the man, you know, obviously the clock is just displaying time although not a specific time and then the man plays a role in that but uh, that's one of the uh the secrets so i don't want to spoil that mm-hmm. but uh yeah i uh i wanted to write a story that was really grounded in, in science um you know time travel ranges fr- from you know pretty hard signs to just stories of time slips where somebody can just do it and go wherever they want, mm-hmm. and I like those too, but uh, I'm more more of kind of a technical person, so I wanted to try to ground it as much as possible, so the first thing I needed to do was figure out how time travel was going to work in my version of it, and... When I was first thinking about it, when I first decided I wanted to write about time travel, I happened upon an article by a professor named uh, Tom Weiler who proposed that if time travel ever was uh, a reality, you would have to build your machine and only then could you send – an object or a person through time within the lifespan of that machine. In mm-hmm. other words, you couldn't send someone to a time before the machine existed. The machine was the, uh, the limit. Gotcha. So that's where I came up with that idea. So once I had that idea, then I wanted to come up with the, uh, the basic plot of, well, what happens when you send somebody through time and what could go wrong and what would the rules be. So I spent a lot of time working out, you know, why they were trying to create the time machine in the first place. Obviously, you do that first just to do it, you know, for the the achievement. But there has to be a practical application. Mm -hmm. So I worked out what that would be. And then I uh, developed, you know, all those rules, you know, rules of paradox and, and all the things that you would really have to implement to make sure it was safe.
0: So where can people go if they want to pick your book up or any of your other books that you've written?
3: Uh, they're all available for Kindle on Amazon and also in paperback. Um they can also get the paperback version at some other online retailers, uh, such as Barnes & Noble and some of the other distributors. And even some uh, uh, bookstores um, that have online ordering, you can get it through them. Cool. So, yeah, it's uh, it's mainly on Amazon, but there are a few other places you can find it.
0: Awesome. Do you have any, like, sequels planned for this novel, or do you have any other... Um... Stories in the works or anything like that?
3: Uh, I, I'm not planning a sequel to Relative Age. Uh, I think that story's pretty well done, although, you know, you could go back and revisit it. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I think as far as sequels, I'm probably done with that. My Aerosil series, which is Arbor Day, Titan Mine, and Plan B is probably going to be it for that. I kind of like moving on and doing something original again i I do have one more solid idea for a book uh that involves robotics and uh and how that can go wrong when you uh but not not in the way that we normally do where you know that you end up with a killer robot or something. I wanted to really explore that from a human perspective. Mm-hmm you know what happens when a robot uh becomes so human like that it starts developing the same issues that humans suffer from
0: hmm. interesting
3: and that one the title for that would be memory and uh after a break I, i'll probably start working on that but uh, i got to do a lot of research on robotics before i uh before i can tackle that one yeah and I'm not a robotics person, so that'll be a lot of studying. Probably, <laughs> probably as much as I did for relative wow. age.
0: I forgot to ask you earlier, but um, is there a place in time, like either forward or backward, that you'd like to travel to?
3: Um, gosh.
0: <laughs> I know it's kind of a loaded question, huh?
3: Yeah. See that—that's the thing—is you know that that I think that's why people like time travel stories because mm-hmm. it makes them think about that very question. And uh, I I think if I wanted to really uh, change things up, I would probably travel back to when I uh, was first taking uh, community college classes right out of high school. And uh, I had taken a a course on residential electrical, which I was already interested in, you know, electronics and all that kind of stuff. Anything that where you could push a button and something happened or flip a switch, and I really liked that, but unfortunately, I didn't pursue that as as hard as I wish I had at the time. Eventually, I became an electrician and really loved that. It was m- my favorite of the trades that I learned, but uh, you know, I wish after that class, I'd kind of pursued that a little more back then instead of waiting, but at the same time, I learned a lot of other things instead so i honestly don't know if i would really change that or not but mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to to give it a try
0: fascinating i know that you get so many varied responses when you ask people that question That's yeah interesting all right well um do you want to tell people how they can find you like um on social media or if, like your website and that kind of thing
3: uh sure uh, I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Google plus, uh, writer, BL alley. Uh, that's the easiest way to find me. Um, and my website, the address is uh writer, BL alley, all one word dot com.
0: All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show.
3: Oh, thanks for having me. It was fun.
0: All right, so thanks again to the three authors for the time travel episode, Micah, Nathan, and B.L. Alley. It was so fun talking to you guys, and I hope everyone has enjoyed the interviews, and I definitely recommend going on to Amazon and checking out all their books. They're reasonably priced and very interesting reading material, so definitely go out there and do that, guys. So I thought I would end this episode by talking about my answer to the question, when in time would I like to go? So as you probably might have guessed by now, I kind of have like a really random mind and I can't just pick one thing. So there's a couple of things that jump out to me. So I would definitely want to go back to the Renaissance era. That time period has always just fascinated me. I think I would really enjoy it. Um, also the 1960s, I want to go see a Beatles concert. <laughs> um, then I'd probably like travel in time one year in the future just to see like where I'm at and stuff. Um, then I'd like to go back to like my childhood and just kind of observe things. Maybe give myself a few helpful tips for the future. Um, then go a little further into the future to see some of the awesome technology. Um, I'm sure there's more stuff, but that's all I can think of for now. How about you guys? When would you like to travel in time? Forward? Backwards? You don't want to? Let me know if you're so inclined. You can send an email at hello at nerdofparadise.net or say hey on Twitter. That's at N of P pod. Twitter's probably the best way to get a hold of me in case you didn't pick that up from previous episodes. But yeah, I would definitely be interested to hear what other people have to say about when they would like to travel on time. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. Um, You won't be hearing from me for a little while as I'm off for my summer vacation in a few weeks. So look for me again, probably later this summer. And maybe I'll do like a How I Spent My Summer Break episode or something like that. It'd be kind of fun. But definitely I'll be doing some episodes with the content I record while I'm over in Europe. So that should be exciting. So until we meet again, I will see you in the future. Or is it the past? Or is it ever? (laughs) Bye guys.